In this episode of the Smart Community Podcast, I have a great chat with Andrew Fund, international keynote speaker and impact activist for people that are homeless. Andrew believes that work and active citizenship will end homelessness for and with those willing to participate in the process, which is why he created a model to end homelessness that embraces the concept of smart cities becoming even smarter. In this episode, Andrew and I discuss his background from teaching English through to digital consultancy and the very personal story of how he started Homeless Entrepreneur. Andrew tells us about the steps he took to get out of homelessness and why inclusive smart communities full of active citizens are so important. He tells us how he sees Spain embracing smart concepts and about the projects he's working on, including Homeless Entrepreneur and Afloat. We then discuss the importance of including people who are affected by the problems you are trying to solve, so as to avoid tokenistic approaches, and the three strategic pillars of how to do that, knowledge, recognition, and change. We finish our chat talking about the emerging trends of bottom-up solutions and citizens taking more of an active role in smart cities and communities. This month, we're focusing on the future. I really wanted to include Andrew's episode in this as we focus on a future that is different to the one that we have now and includes the people with the most at stake. As always, we hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it. Welcome to the smart community, smart regions, smart towns and smart cities. It's where we live, work and play with smart communities. The future starts today. Big data, smart mobility, emerging trends galore. The smart community podcast is what you're looking for. Hello, Andrew. How are you today? Excellent, excellent. Uh, Starting my day. That's awesome. I'm just about finished mine, so that's exciting. Okay, let's jump straight in. And can you tell us about your background and what you're passionate about? Okay, well, my background, um, if we want to start, uh, I'm American. I was born in St. Paul, Minnesota, and I'll speed it up a little bit. And I graduated from Arizona State in in three years instead of four because I was excited about getting into the professional world. And then I flew out to Barcelona, Spain, and I tried to see what I wanted to do in life. And I ended up teaching English, something I wanted to do was easy, which turned into an English school. And then that branched out into digital consultancy. And then that turned out to where I'm at right now, uh, which is a Homeless Entrepreneur, which is an organization that helps homeless people become active working citizens. And that's through a string of events that are ups and downs, unfortunately and fortunately. The moment before I created Homeless Entrepreneur, uh, it was probably the, the worst moment. It was supposed to be my best. Basically, we had raised 300,000 euros and started up a new company. And my first son was supposed to be born, and he was born. And um, But that didn't work out. There was mismanagement with the funds, and that caused problems at home. And um, I found myself in a situation that everyone should know is homeless. So I had to solve my problem. And I decided to turn the worst moment into the best. And right now, this is what I'm doing. That's probably the fastest I've ever explained my life. But that's a very brief background of who I am. Obviously, I jump skipped uh, many things along the way. But what I'm really passionate about is the mission that we're working on, which is active working citizenship, which is how to help people find what they're passionate about and what they love 
and how to make that fit into society so they can make a living off of it and enjoy uh, what they consider to be uh, their personal and professional goals. Mm, absolutely. So it's such an interesting background and thanks so much for sharing. I'm really keen to hear what sparked your interest in this kind of you know, smart city, smart community space. I'm keen to dive into some of these steps to get out of homelessness and create the homeless entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about that. What really sparked my interest uh, regarding smart cities is a friend of mine named Renato de Castro. He was uh, working with ITU and he invited me to give a presentation at the AI for a Good Global Summit in um, Geneva, the United Nations. And I knew very little about smart cities and very little about artificial intelligence at the time. So I uh, stopped everything that I was doing and I started to immerse myself in smart cities and in AI until I could actually have an intelligent conversation. So first, it was kind of just like being introduced to it, not knowing too much. And what really helped me have a greater understanding was when I had the opportunity to speak with people like Roger Penrose. Uh, if people don't know who he is, he worked with Stephen Hawking's and many other people there. And so I went up to all the keynote speakers. I had a plain white shirt and I had a marker. I had two. I had one that was red, one was black. And I said, could you please explain how you think AI could speed up the process of ending homelessness? And so basically I was able to pick everyone's brain and then putting myself in that uncomfortable zone of not knowing exactly what I'm talking about. I was able to really to overcome my ignorance of uh, AI and smart cities. So that was the first step, I would say, into smart cities. And since then, I connect with people with IoT, smart cities around the world all the time, just trying to figure out how to improve personal relations and professional relations with people in the community and, um, and see how we can add value. So uh, I guess what sparks my interest most of the time would be people that inspire me. In this case, it was Renato. And then he introduced me to other people that inspired me as well. So that's pretty much how I got into the smart city community. Cool. So what is a smart city to you? A smart city or a smarter city is one that includes and involves all of its citizens, right? So a smart city promotes active citizenship. A smart city listens to its citizens and, and responds to them. So I really think that a smart city is, is one that takes into consideration all of its citizens each and every one, and that's where inclusiveness uh, should come into play. And um, there are obviously different definitions, but mine is one that makes sense to those that live in it. Mm. Wow, I love that. So simple, but so powerful. So why do you think that this concept is so important, particularly you know, in the work that you're trying to do? Well, basically, because considering the fact that we believe smart cities are inclusive, it means that there are people that are being excluded and they don't have the rights, the policies aren't helping them be happier citizens, if you will. So the smart city concept for me is extremely important because it's probably the most democratic way of making sure that its citizens are heard and the, the people are focusing uh, solving problems and not rule following, right? So uh, smart cities solve problems instead of just saying, this is a rule, you have to follow it which is the, the old-fashioned way of doing it. So if we're able to pro solve problems instead of just enforce rules, I think a smart city will create a better environment and ultimately, if you know the SDGs, <laughs> be compliant with all 17 of those as well. Mm. And how do you think Spain is currently embracing this concept? I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, 
the only time you ever really hear about it is in the news. So people talk about how much of a smart city Barcelona is. Maybe I don't feel it that much because it is. Maybe if it was less intelligent, I would be complaining more. But I guess uh, I think it's hard for everyday citizens to really feel like the country is embracing it. It's hard to explain why, but I mean, they have like the, the Smart City Expo, which happens once a year here, and so people go. But I have the sensation that it's being embraced by the elite and the top people that are making decisions, but it really hasn't come down to citizens yet. And I think that's also where a homeless entrepreneur plays a very clear role, because we're bringing homeless people into these expos. We're bringing them into the conversations with people making these decisions. So I think... Um, Right now, the way it's being embraced is at the very top, and hopefully people will be able to hug some ankles uh, sometime soon, because uh, I have the sensation that it's not really reaching the citizens, and it needs to. Mm. So tell us about some of the projects and things that you're currently working on. There are various projects. Um, one of them is called Afloat, Afloat in, in Spanish. And what it is, is it's an entrepreneurial project in which we're helping and homelessness for one moment, and it will be for more afterwards, named Mercedes. And we have gotten so far 200 restaurants to sign up. They're, they're recycling the cork uh, from their wine bottles. And so she picks them up on an electric bike, and then they get recycled. And then we, we create products out of that and sell them. And we're generating, it will be generating sustainable revenue for that project sometime soon. That's a small project. But besides that, our main project through Homeless Entrepreneur is really the uh, the model of ending homelessness through active work and citizenship, the monthly sleepouts that we do. My favorite one personally is in Davos, which is 20 below zero on a TP, which is quite cold. And then the speakers club that we have as well, which gives uh, homeless people the opportunity to speak around the world in major platforms on television, radio, newspapers. There are so many projects to speak, but the most important one for us is creating the opportunity for people that are being excluded by society to be able to participate. And what we always tell people in any project that we do is instead of giving people leftovers, what's, you know, to very end, give them the best of what you have. And we try to do that in all of our projects. And the results is amazing because people are actually able to be inspired and motivated and participate, which is what we're promoting. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about before. So you speak on this topic as well on stage yeah well we have uh we speak about it everywhere online we have more than one hundred thousand followers and more than one million views per month but uh, i have two keynotes coming up one in in finland in helsinki at the end of october for smart city nordic and i will be discussing how to wake up both homeless people and the smart cities at the same time and then also in sao paulo we have a keynote discussing mobility as well. So we'll discuss the importance of mobility to include homeless people in that process. Mm, No, I love that. And I think we talk about smart cities, smart communities as being, for me, more accessible, livable and sustainable for all. But really it's that, that inclusivity piece that I don't think we're talking about enough. And it's all well and good, you know, for the people that can afford it and can access it quite easily to embrace, you know, new technology and all those type of things to become more productive and essentially wealthier in all senses of the word and knowledge and all this type of stuff. But if we're not using 
real initiatives to first look at the people with the most at stake and the most vulnerable in our society, then I just don't think we're doing good enough, which it sounds like it's exactly what you're trying to do and kind of you know, bringing that to the global stage as well. Yeah. I mean, we have to, the only way to, to do it is to include people. You know, when we're in Davos, you realize that homelessness doesn't exist there because you freeze to death, right? So it's not just the fact that they have security and military, it's that the weather excludes people there. So if you don't have the tools, you just can't participate or be in society. So the real thing is that a lot of people discuss it on these large platforms, but as they discuss it, they're really not bringing people into the to the scene in which they are. So there's, when I was at the Smart City Expo, it was quite funny. Uh, a friend of uh, mine had a card and he was excited because it had dots as if it was Braille, right? And so he's like, look how inclusive my card is, which is really cool. And then the blind woman that was there said, yeah, but the way that you have them punched is wrong. It has to be punched the other way so that way people can read it, right? So the fact that you actually include people in the conversation, they're going to turn they're going to turn everything around because they're going to make it make sense, which sounds funny. But if you don't include those that are being affected, it's never going to really ring true to, to their needs, right? So uh, I think you have to invite, and it's got to be more than one. You just can't invite one person. You can't have one representative for all of these people. You have to start including them. So in my personal opinion, instead of just having one speaker that's affected, you should invite more people to the event. So that way they can be included. Otherwise, you just create superstars of one person that was affected, uh, which is inspiring, but you're really still not including them. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree. It's kind of like the tokenistic nature of it. Or, and, and is it really to include people or is it just a, you know, I guess a feel-good exercise for the people organizing stuff? And I guess people do it with, the, you know, the best intentions, right? Yeah, the issue is you have, we believe there are three strategic pillars, knowledge, recognition, and change. If people don't have the right knowledge, they're never going to be able to recognize how to participate in the change. So as good as your intentions are, if you don't have the appropriate knowledge, the right knowledge, you're never going to recognize how you can participate properly. So it's really important to improve that knowledge. And the way to do that is to speak with those that have it, learn from them. Just because someone has some disabilities that you don't have, doesn't mean that they don't have knowledge that you need. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I talk about, you know, in this, this smart citizen in the smart community, that it's not about a one type of citizen. The fact that there's smarts in every one of your citizens and they have this knowledge that you just need to give them the tools. But the only way they can use the tools is if they are accessible, if they are inclusive, and is if they are a channel to the decision makers. So then they can actually have those voices in these conversations. Yeah, I mean, the tools help. For example, in Homeless Entrepreneur, we received a support donation from uh, Samsung, and they provided smartphones to all the people in our program, which is amazing. So that is an extremely important and useful tool for them. And now we're trying to get uh, an organization to provide free connectivity. So, I mean, these things make it easier to live in your city. And if we're able to make sure that the smart citizens have the right tools, we'll have smarter citizens and consequently a smarter city and smarter society. Mm. So how do you think we can better integrate across the different disciplines, governments, industry and community? I would say democratizing the process really, you know, you have to figure out how to 
get entrepreneurs involved, how to get the municipals as well, find out how to get the right news out there and make sure that it reaches the audience. And also you can include people in the process by offering them jobs in it, right? So when you think about how to improve it, I would just say hire people to participate in the process. I mean, that's for me, that would be the most sensible thing to do, right? Because if they're in the project, they're going to be adding value to what's taking place. So I really think that you have to include people in voting about things is one way, but working on them is another. So I would challenge cities to actually hire the people they want to help. And maybe that sounds strange, but I, I think that's probably the simplest answer and the best answer I could give regarding that one, which is hire those that, that you want to help and you'll see how you're able to address their concerns in a much smarter way. Mm, no, I really love that. And I think it is a different approach, but it, it really makes makes a lot of sense. And because we talk a lot about, oh, get people involved and, and you know, the engagement piece or whatever. But sometimes at the end of the day, when you have to, you know, you're basically living just to survive the amount of bandwidth that you have left and we need dollars. Like we can only live on passion for so long. Um, You can only eat passion for so long. It's one of the things I say quite often. And so if you want that real uh, investment, then you have to invest in the people that you want to help, right? Yeah. And and the best way is, is to invest in their career. So if you give them something that's motivating and um, they get paid to participate, you're going to see them much more involved than if you pay them for not participating, which takes place for the most part because with welfare and things like that, people get paid to be passive. So I personally think the best way to do it is to hire people. You can use AI if you want to figure out how to match them up with the best jobs. If we can use it for Netflix to improve our happiness, if you will, regarding watching movies, I think we should be able to do it related to tasks and choosing the right job as well. So hire the people you want to help. And and I think the city will be much smarter. Mm, That's really interesting. Okay. So what do you think the emerging trends are that people aren't talking about enough? I mean, I would probably go back to uh, probably the interest of citizens wanting to be part of the smart city, right? Because right now I think smart cities is pretty much just hanging out at the top of those making decisions. But I think there's a growing interest, especially among university students and probably younger professionals, to know what it is, to participate in it. And I would say what's not being talked about is the desire to take part in the smart city. Um, Because keep in mind that the news that takes place is normally that which is getting paid for, or there's some important stakeholder behind it. So I would probably say the, the desire of the citizens to take charge and to really take a stronger role in smart cities. I don't think that's being spoken about. Normally, when you talk about cities, I think people are speaking about, thinking about the technology more than the citizens. So I would say the future generation's interest of participating in what a smart city is and what it will be. Mm-hmm. It's been so great to chat with you, Andrew. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. I really just have one last question, which is how can people connect with you? That's quite simple. I speak with people all over the world. For example, I speak with people in Australia (laughs) and all over the place. My my telephone number is plus three, four, six, nine, seven, eight, seven, seven, zero, eight, nine. They can connect with me on WhatsApp there. They can give me a call if they want to. 
My name is Andrew Funk. You can find me in LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you don't find me, it's because you haven't looked. So uh, I would just say connect with me either directly through WhatsApp or through social media. And anyone that's interested in helping the world be a little bit better and would like to include homeless people in that process, please reach out to me. Uh, we're looking to uh, raise funds and we're looking to make a bigger difference this year. So a uh, special thanks to you guys and anyone listening and everyone listening because um, opportunities like this open up doors to help people have an opportunity to be active working citizens. Thanks a lot. No, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. And yeah, I look forward to our next conversation for sure. Me too. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks, Andrew. Bye. Thanks. Bye. The Smart Community Podcast is brought to you by My Smart Community. If you're looking for support in podcast strategy and production, workshop design and facilitation, or communication and media advisory, Get in touch. Email hello at mysmart.community or head to www.mysmart.community. Thanks so much for listening to the Smart Community Podcast. Show notes for this episode and all other episodes are available on our website, mysmart.community slash podcast. If you have any questions for us or any of our guests, you can email hello at mysmart.community. You can also find us on the socials. We are on LinkedIn and Twitter at smartcomhq. That's com with two M's. If you are enjoying the podcast, please hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And we would love for you to leave us a rating and review at wherever you listen. This really helps us reach more ears and eyes so thank you for your support as always we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed making it the smart community podcast is what you're looking for